What is up, everybody? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Hope all is well with y'all. Uh, I'm excited about today's episode. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be different. Uh, the content is, is I'm, I'm really pumped for. I've been pumped for for a little over a day now for. And so we're going to get into it. We got a dope person coming on as well. I'll introduce him in a second. Um, but today we're really going to be talking about um, secular music and Christians and the difficulty in communicating with Christians and uh, how narrow-minded Christians can be sometimes or uh, just sometimes how Christians can make things a lot more complicated. I think we let culture get in the way of truth. We let culture get in the way of really trying to love and understand people that don't believe what we believe or uh, really understand what we believe or are open to even what we believe, but they uh, they just don't have the full scope of, of it all. And so I'm excited about the guest that we have today. He's going to help us um, as he's been having some conversations um, as well. So let me just give you guys the backdrop of how this conversation started and uh, where we're headed with this. So I'm on my way. We This weekend, um, we had a ministries leader retreat at my church. We're just, you know, it's the end of the year. We're planning for 2019. Uh, we're getting ready to uh, just sit together with me and my leaders and uh, just kind of go through budget and vision and what it's going to look like. And so on my way to the Airbnb, uh, you know, Meek Mill had just dropped the project. He just dropped the album. And uh, I'm like, do I listen to worship music? Do I listen to Meek Mill's new album? Like, what should I do first? Uh, and I, I went with Meek Mill. And uh, as I was listening to Meek Mill, um, I couldn't help but uh, see that this album was a lot different than his previous albums or uh, bodies of work that he's like put out. Uh, he's talking about some real things. And as you guys know, Meek Mill has been really through it the past year and a half, two years. Uh, and so as I'm listening through the album, I'm hearing a lot of maturity. I'm hearing a lot of things being raised that need to be talked about when it comes to uh, racism and institutions and the structure of our nation and uh, the police brutality and the prison systems and all that good stuff. And I'm, I'm really learning a lot. I'm, I'm listening to his pain. I'm listening to his uh, experience. And so I, I actually got to listen through the whole album on the way there. And um, it was good. So last night I was on Instagram late later on in the evening after our meeting and um, I was going through different stories. And um, I hop I, I, I happened to come across this young brother's story who's talking about the album as well. And I was like, yo, he had a, a very I'll let him talk about uh, what he posted and why he posted it. And we'll get into all of that. But I literally thought to myself, this would be a great episode. So I hit him up and I was like, bro, we got to record something. So that's kind of the backdrop. That's the reason why we're doing this. And I'm very excited for it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a pioneer on the show today. We have a leader. We got a, a bold leader with us on Shaping the Culture. We got a faithful servant, a humble man of God. Uh, he's out in San Jose, California, uh, leading youth. He's the founder and leader of Kingdom Culture out there. He's known for the infamous conference that gets put on every year called Cultivate Conference. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got Moni on shaping the culture. What's good, Moni? How you doing? What's up, guys? How you doing, man? I'm so honored to be on this podcast, man. We're about to chop it up. We're about to talk about our culture and the day and age we live in. Man, I'm excited. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor Evan, for allowing me to get on here to just chat with you, man. 
Yeah, of course. I'm excited. I think you got a lot of good things to say about this, and I got some things I want to talk about as well. So it'll be it'll be a good time. Um, my my question, like, so just just for the for the listeners, uh, what 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 did you post on your Instagram story, and why did you post what you posted last night? Great question. Um, so yesterday, I was just, you know, I was, I was kind of like you, man. I was just going through that album because uh, I mean, um, I, I listen. I listen to music. Uh, I, I love music. I'm a listener, man. I, it, it doesn't. I don't have limits. I, I listen to country. If it's good, <laughs> I listen to whatever. Yeah. If it sounds, if it sounds good, I'm listening to it. For so, sure. I, I hopped on that album because I, you know, there's a big hype around it and stuff, and so yeah. Um, I played a couple tracks, and, um, you know, I, I was like, okay, okay, this, this is actually sounding so real and authentic, and, um, yeah. you know, Meek Mill's, you know, he's a prolific rapper, you know, he's, uh, yeah. and he knows how to engage the culture, and also uh, bring out some great points to talk about, so as I was listening to him, yeah. I think it was a song called um, Oodles and Noodles, baby. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, and I, for the first time ever, I, I had to be like completely neutral, you know, um, kind of like listen for the first time ever what he wow. had to say in his story. Yeah. And he was just talking about his upbringing and and and, and the struggle uh, that he went through to, you know, survive it. And uh, and so he was just talking about all these things, and I'm like, well, mm. how do I relate to this guy? And you know, he got his own story, and yeah. um, you know, he's talking about uh, even at the end. I think the the last statement he said at the end really grasped me. Where he talks yeah. about saying, "I have a I have a billionaire that's my friend," yeah. and then he says, um, he says how like he said my mom is at work. And, and my father's not in the house. Yeah. Who's going to babysit? Yeah. And that line caught like, who's going to babysit? Yeah. And I was just thinking of this as a, as, you know, as, as, as a youth leader and, and, and a culture. And I was saying, wow. And I think everyone was saying, listen to my story. And so I was just captivated. And so um, yeah. I posted on my story. I screenshotted that song and posted on my story um, how. That song alone uh, kind of messed with my theology and, and mm. the way I, I looked at Christianity. Mm. And so, and then I started ending. I started getting a lot of responses and, and a lot of DMs about it. But yeah, yeah, that's where it all started. For sure. So right off the bat, I want to ask you, what kind of like messed with your theology? Um, how did faith come into the picture for you, and what were you questioning? Mm. Uh, but as I listened to it, um, it was like anger, like it was anger mm. towards myself and how I've been reaching out to people. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, I think, you know, when you know the answer for something, yeah, um, it's harder to listen to the person that has a problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, for example, like I... Like, I still don't get math. Math is not my cup of tea. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, and, and I could, you know, I could sit there with someone that knows the math, you yeah. know, and, and it's helping me 
um, you know, on this problem that I have, but if they're just showing me the answers, I tend to get frustrated, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, if all they're showing me is, like, the answer, and they're not, like, Mm. asking me my problem, yeah. they're not listening to my problem, yeah. they're not relating with my problem, yeah. you know, then I, I just look at the answer and I say, okay, cool, you know the answer, but, like, I'm, there's no joy that's in me because the answer is there because I'm, I'm kind of dealing with my problem and I'm trying to get through my problem, you know, so I just looked at that and I'm like, wow, man. Like people, like we're showing people, like we're so quick to give people the answer. Yeah. You know, in our in our conversations yeah. with people that have different backgrounds, we're so easy to we're so easy to give them the answer that we don't really listen. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's that's so yeah. good because like. If 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 we're just giving people the answer without working through their problem, we won't understand the answer altogether. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm exactly, saying? Like man. you can tell me what two plus two is, but if you don't tell me how you got there, I'm still confused, yeah. right? And so yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's so good. Like let me let me ask you this then. Why do you think um as Christians we don't want to really we don't really want to understand or work through some of the problems within the world, and we just kind of want to throw Jesus on everything like it's a Band-Aid. Mm. Mm. Well, I think, I think, uh, man, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I think uh, <laughs> Christians are the most softest people out there. Like, the Christians like, are the most what? The softest, man. We're mm. the softest. It's yeah. so easy for people to get under our skin, man. Wow. That's so like, good. It's so easy, man. Like, if someone says something that we disagree with, we're so quick yeah. to, 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 you know, defend our point of view or, mm. you know, get angry. And, um, mm. That's so good. And, and then I ask myself, man, like, can you have a conversation with people Come that on. completely disagree with you? Yeah. Like, they completely disagree. And, yeah. and that's the challenge, man, because... Um, I mean, can I, if, if I was just to be honest with you, man, like, it's not going to get easier for Christians to communicate the gospel. It's actually going to get harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the, our world is going to start throwing different things at us. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and if, we're, if, if we're not having conversations, and if we're not listening more, um, then we're going to kind of, create a gap right and we're not gonna fully promote the god lifestyle we should be promoting if that makes sense yeah bro do you so, do, do, do you think that like part of the reason why we're soft or little things get under our skin is because we're not really secure in what we believe and so maybe because i mean so here's what i i don't know if you remember me telling you this last night but you know, I think that, you know, you were just like, yo, are you sure we can go there in conversation? Is it cool to question some things? And my response was, yeah, if if our faith isn't tested, it's not faith at all. And do you think one of the reasons why it's hard for us to just even have a conversation with somebody is because we don't really necessarily know what we believe and therefore we're afraid of engaging in something because we might not have the answers? That, that's exactly it, man. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where, where um, it's so, it's so easy, easy for us to kind of 
give the answer, right? Yeah. And then go back to ourselves instead of even entertaining an idea and a thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because because we're scared that it would show the, the weak side of ourselves. So it right. Kind of make us too transparent vulnerable. and vulnerable. And one thing I've learned as far as I, I lead a couple of young guys, and, and what has helped me the most, man, is the more transparent you are with them, yeah. the more they open up, the more you guys find the common ground. Yeah, um, yeah. And, That's so good. And we're we're kind of like disqualifying ourselves before we even begin mm. a conversation with people. Yeah. Because we're we're kind of stuck in our own way, and, yeah. and we're not willing to show our weak side. We're not show, we're not willing to open up. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Uh, people look at the answers we're offering to them and just turn their heads because we're not really getting to the the root of the problem. That's good, man. Yeah, the, the, the true question they have. So. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I think, like, you know, you said something so profound. You said, you know, if we don't let our guards down, we won't see, the com- like, the commonality between one another. And you know what I found to be true the older I get is even with somebody I disagree with on a lot of things, we still have a lot more in common than we do not. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's because we approach people with, you know, the disagreements that we have with them. We don't take the time to sit and really realize, wow, there's actually a lot of other things we also agree on, you know? And so just our disagreements can separate us and kind of like divide us and put us in two different worlds when really there's a lot that can bring us together as well. And so, and and I think, and I think that's the case with unbelievers too. Um, let's not get it twisted. I think our heart and goal should always be to help people understand and see and bring them to the kingdom of God and show them the cross and, you know, through the Holy Spirit, what have you. But do you, do you think that Christians are, um, I don't know, I'm not trying to come at Christians in any way, but just to ask you this, and you're in California, so you probably, your culture is different out there, but do you kind of sense that Christians are really awkward when it comes to an unbeliever and how they engage in even friendship with them? Um, I like how you could ask that question, because, um, you know, like, growing up in the Midwest and then and then coming out here, man, Yeah. you know, like, <laughs> growing up in the Bible, but you're kind of, like, hidden from a lot of, controversial mm. ideas and concepts and, and as and coming into the bay where um man it's like the center of it all there's just a lot of ideas that people have and yeah. a lot of ways of life and, and so I stood here as as a believer, as a young believer and I asked myself, um, for such a time like this, like this is why I'm here, you know? Mm. It's and it's if I'm not here then how will they you know, get to know the life that is found in Christ. Okay. Yeah. Um, but something I've noticed is I had to die to a lot of the things I, I grew up with. Woo! In the Come on. Talk and, about it. And, 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 that's just, and that's the thing, man. I feel like like the dying needs to happen with us and not the person <laughs> that we're talking to. A lot of times we, wow. we want the person that we're talking to to die to their opinion to believe mm. what we have to say. Mm. And, and and, and I'm asking myself now, especially after this song, because to be honest with you, to go through the whole song, I had to die to self. Wow. Wow. Because um, there's a lot of things I had to, 
I had to, you know, unveil before I could get to the bottom Come on. of the situation yeah. and the, the problem that he was going through in his background, you know? Yeah. I could have been stuck at the fact that, oh, my God, the song is, and he's cussing in the song. Yeah. You know, I could have, given the, I could have like, stopped at the fact that, oh, my goodness, this guy uh, degrades women. And, like, mm. I'm, I'm not, I mean, that's, that's I'm just telling you what I had to die, like, yeah. the opinions I had of Meek Mill. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I had to die to all these things before I got to the end of the song to only understand what this guy is really saying to me is, yeah. listen. Yeah. That's... And so, um, coming out here, man, I, there's just a lot of conversations I had to go into with the mindset of, man, I really have to die to self-opinion, and not just opinion, but I have to even die um, to wanting to change the person. Wow, that's so good, man. Uh, that's so good. Yeah. That's dope. Man, you said a lot of gold things there. I think that, like, dying to self in order to even have a conversation is a paradigm shift. I think that, like, if more Christians took that on, we'd be less awkward. And, and I'm just thinking to myself, you're right, there is a lot of barriers. There's a lot of things. There's a like, even I'm, <laughs> I'm sure as soon as this podcast episode started and I said, you know, I listened to the Meek Mill album, I'm sure people's minds were going somewhere else and thinking, how could he? Like, isn't he a pastor? How could he? Isn't he a Christian? How could he? Doesn't he know that Meek Mill sings about this or talks about this? But like, you're right. If we don't, you know, if we don't drop the reality of all these things, we will never even know how to even engage. Like, we have to listen. Like, I think that like, what you're saying is so real. And sometimes we have to we have to get through some profane language. We have to get through some ideologies that we completely disagree with so that we can hear that person out. And you know what's even crazy is as you're hearing this album, and I, you know, I watched his interview with Big Boy as well, like a lot of, he said that in the song that you mentioned too, a lot of the reasons why he is the way he is is because he had to be. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. kill or be killed. Like, that's the that was the environment yeah. in which he grew up in. And mm-hmm. so, like, it's crazy to think that the things that divide us are the things that he had to, like, literally uh, become in order for him to survive in the kind of place that he was mm-hmm. living in, you know? And so, man, that's so good. Uh, a follow-up question is, bro, like, um, what... What do you think it's going to take? I know you said one one thing, dying to self, but what is it really going to take for you to... Cause, man, so many questions coming through my mind. Because you, you also said something about, um, yeah, that you had to die to a lot of your Midwest ideologies or philosophies or methodology for you to even be able to engage in some of the conversations you're engaging in out in the West Coast. Um, what do you think was the difference with you Right. Like um, for some, they won't come to that realization where, well, I got to just die to this in order to engage in that for them. It's just, well, this is this is not something I want to partake in at all. What do you think was what clicked for you? What was it for you that even made you realize or even even after you because sometimes realization is nothing. What after that, real? what made you like take the steps to. Um, do what you needed to do in order for the gospel to go forth, even in an uncomfortable mm-hmm. context? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. 
So what really did it to, for me was the fact that my surrounding did it for me. Because um, if you're, the thing is, if you're in places that you're comfortable with, you're never challenged, right? Mm. So um, being in the Midwest, man, it's just, you're not really challenged to that level. And I think it started with my surrounding, right? When I moved out here, it was no longer, oh, my Midwest values and, like, this culture of Christianity, yeah. right, that's being promoted. And But now it's almost like, wow, your faith is being challenged because um, yeah. the odds are against you. Come on. And so the first thing I'd, I'd say is definitely your atmosphere. And, and, um, and I think your surrounding. Um, it's even quoted in the Bible, you know, where Jesus was from your sinners. And, and I think if we were to really look at that, right, um, it also says he came to his own, but his own did not accept him. Yeah, right? yeah. That's because it's when when things are familiar, right, when, when your surrounding is familiar and everybody's used to you, it's really hard to see the power that's within you. Yeah. Right? And so, so what he did was he was attracted, he... He was drawn towards sinners for a particular reason, right? And that was to show them the life that is found in him. And so yeah. I found myself out here, and I was like, wow. I didn't go two ways about this. I could just say, wow, all these people are going to hell, which which I think we jump on that train real quick. Yeah, right? yeah. Now, or I could say, um, wow, wow, God is really want to do something through me, and, and, and the only way I could bring impact is by going out and not being scared to be challenged mm, come on. But, but listening more and, and, and speaking when I need to yeah. and to be slow to anger but, and the, I think yesterday that's what I posted right after I said that that song completely like you know challenged me the, the next scripture that came to my mind was the scripture in James chapter 1 yeah and and I I never saw the scripture mm. like that till till yesterday yeah where where it says it says be quick to listen come on low to speak yeah. and then it goes on and says slow to anger and I'm looking at slow <laughs> to anger and I'm saying wait a minute yeah. What, how did anger come into all this? <laughs> right? I thought we were just talking about listening and speaking. And, yeah. and, and it's funny because after the anger says, and this is how you promote the godly lifestyle, or this is how you promote mm. um, a life of righteousness. Come and I'm on. saying, oh my goodness, mm. the answers are here. Yeah. Right? And, so I, and then I begin to ask myself, I said, every time I... I talk or speak more than I listen is mm. when I fall into anger. Mm. Like, have you thought about that? Like, Come in on. our conversations, how, how we talk more, right? Yeah. And we, and we listen less, and it leads to anger, which leads to, um, it's a big fight. Yeah. And, and both sides are, like, you yeah. know, isolated, and yeah. we're not coming to unity. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's but so the good. But the writer, James says, yeah, so James says, like, Hey, listen. <laughs> um, in order to promote this lifestyle, come of on. Yeah. Like, shut up. <laughs> 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 you know, it's not about like it's literally saying die. You know, yeah. like die to self. And, yeah. and I actually did like um, like I went into that context and I really studied like that Jewish culture 
And, and in the Jewish culture, you get a lot of talking. You were mm. like, they were expressive. They, they, they were quick to shut people down. And yeah. they are quick to talk. And so James was like, hey, listen, in order for um, mm. unity to happen in this church, you must, like, you know, bring this, like, the talking down. And yeah. then you got to listen more. And you can't, and then also, you can't be quick to anger. You got to be slow to anger. Yeah, that's and so then good. You'll see, and then you'll see the right just like promoted. And, and I'm looking at my culture, man. Like, I'm, I'm in the 21st century, and I'm saying, what do I do a lot of? Like, I know I preach a lot. Yeah, come um, on. And and I, I say a lot of things. Shoot, I even post stuff on, on my social media yeah. in order people in order for people, you know, to kind of gravitate towards the belief I hold. Yeah. But honestly speaking, when was the last time I mm. listened Come on. to someone really tell their story? Yeah. And I think that's where it starts for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to name this podcast episode Shut Up and Listen to Meek Mill. (laughs) 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 We got to, bro. (laughs) Yo. But, yo, it's so crazy, man. You you dropped a lot of some wisdom there, bro. But I I love how James says that in order to promote this life, we have to listen more and speak less. And that's so crazy because, you know, a lot of the times we train people on how to teach people the gospel. We train people on how to kind of go through the scripture so that they understand who God is and, you know, what he's called them to. But very rarely do we ever show people how to just be quiet and just listen to not even maybe like maybe don't bring up God in this conversation. You know what I mean? Like Maybe, you know, we don't have to talk about the Bible. This And, and, and here... And I'm not, you know, I hope people hear our hearts. We're not saying, you know, don't bring up God. And, you know, I mean, Romans says, like, how can they believe if they've never heard? You know, we have to go and we have to be, uh, you know, very, very, very intentional about communicating the gospel because that's the way people come to know. But we, there is another aspect to all of this. When is the ne- when are we going to sit and listen? And I think here, here's what I'll tell you, Mona. I think the Christians that critique culture the most are the ones that don't understand culture the most and here's why i say this i feel like you have a lot of negative things to say about culture if you don't understand it i think we we distance ourselves from what we're afraid of and we're afraid of things we don't understand and i think a lot of the times like we're ineffective in culture because we simply don't know culture you know what i'm saying and part of understanding the culture is by listening to it by taking it in you know i think you know we're both abishan we're both we grew up in the midwest and we were both taught that like you got to just abstain from culture altogether that you got to stay away from music you got to stay away from entertainment you got to stay away from politics you got to stay away from anything that doesn't have jesus on it well like if that's the case how are we going to bring Jesus to something we don't know anything about? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and and I think this goes back to what we were saying earlier, too, about, you know, if we're just giving people answers and we don't know the problem, are we really giving them the answer? You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, yeah, man, that we could say so much about that. But I got, I got some more questions for you. We got to keep going. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think um, in Christian culture... And that's a really huge yeah. umbrella. Um, let's yeah. just say specifically our context, because we know we know our context pretty well. We grew up in it. Yeah. What do you think it's going to take um, for things to change? 
not on the individual level, but on the cultural level. What do you think, what are some steps that need to be taken in order for us to say, hey, we got to listen? I'm going to step on some toes here and I'll say this statement. Great question, by the way. But um, I think we're scared of new stuff, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, We're scared of, like, new concepts and new ideas. And and it's just, there's a lot of fear within Christians, right? Mm. And and the scripture says, Perfect love cast out Come on. off you, right? Yeah. And it's like, how much do we love? Like, how much do we love? Because we're, we're honestly, like Christians, I feel like are all around are just in fear as mm. as our, our culture keeps evolving and becomes this, like, confusing and, and crazy, like, you know, thing that we have to face. But yeah. But I think loving, loving the culture is is probably the greatest thing that we could do as Christians. Yeah. Like loving the culture. Like, to even say that to some Christians is like, <laughs> blast, blast me almost. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being serious. Man. No, it's when good, man. To the yeah, just loving the culture, man. I'm like, wow, man. Like, and the other thing is, I think, um, I know we talked a lot about listening, but... I want to talk about speaking now, yeah, and, and how to speak. Come on. Like, cause I, I posted, I posted, um, you know, from what I posted, people are coming back at me and saying, "Oh, I think we should listen," and some people are like, "No, I think we should speak." And, and I, I asked the question incorrectly. I, I shouldn't have asked which one is is better for promotion of the lifestyle or promotion of the Christian lifestyle. I think mm-hmm. I should have asked which one should we do more of. Because yeah. because I'm in agreement that we need both. We do need to listen and we do need to speak. Yeah. But, um, but but I want to talk about speaking. Um, I think that's the second point that I want to address is um, when we speak, it should never. We should always speak in hope and empowerment. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Break it down. Because that's what I mean, man. Um, for people that are um, that have uh, just just terrible backgrounds, right? For people that we can relate to, yeah. right? We can never challenge a problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. We can never challenge someone that's already in defeat. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. So the only thing that 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 person has to receive from us is hope. Yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 you're constantly believing for them, and you're walking like you're wow. walking side by side, and and you're wow. gonna be that empowerment they need. And a lot of times, I think we get caught up in the um, let me give you the solution that we say the wrong things. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like, and and I don't know why, but in, even in our conversations, we want to challenge people that are already in defeat, mm. and. It's crazy to me because um, you can challenge someone that is um, that knows where they're going. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can challenge someone that has overcome trial. You can't challenge someone in trial. That makes mm. no sense. The only thing they need is um, hope. And then and we look at our culture, right? Um, 
are we are we speaking life into culture? Are we speaking yeah. death into it? Yeah. And I think that's where it lies for us. And and for me, I've I've noticed it, like in my second year of, of leading amazing young people, man. Yeah. Um, how the more I speak life, the more they shape and mold into that reality. Yeah, that's so good, man. Um, and the more I, but the more I. Uh, get in, in, in arguments about what to do and what not to do the mm. more they detach away from me wow and, and so good. I was actually reading this thing that said that says um, uh, force causes resistance mm. wow force to think about that force causes resistance so yeah. as Christians are we being forceful in our conversation yeah. because the more forceful we are the more resistant people tend to get especially culture mm, that's so good man so that's the two things i have i think it's one it's definitely um listening it's definitely just engaging with culture and loving culture and two the way we speak has to change no longer are we gonna you know force things down people's throats but now we are giving hope and then think about it who who wants to run away from good news? Like who wants to? Yeah, who, who, who would hate on. you for saying I love you to them? Like, like it makes no sense. Who would who would run away from a person that gives them hope? Yeah, no one. That's so good. And 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 I think that's how we should be. Bro, you know what's crazy okay. is like grow, growing up. I think that like the way people would get us is, you know, talking about hell. <laughs> And so it's just like, you know, if if they can make us afraid of hell, then we'll come to church. You know, if if they can get us afraid of uh, the devil, then like even when I talk to youth, it almost seems like they're almost way more engaged. And we talk about demonic activity than we talk about the goodness of God. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it's, it's, it's so crazy to me that like, you know, what we think will have people come to 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 you know one of my favorite passages in romans is you know it's the goodness and the kindness of the lord that leads us to repentance right and paul doesn't say it's not the it's not the anger of god that leads us to repentance it's not the wrath of god that leads us to repentance it's the kindness of god that leads us to repentance and i feel like a lot of us like we're not we're focused on the consequences of our sin and we're not talking about the consequences of our righteousness you know we're not you know even when we talk when we promote heaven the way we promote heaven is all about us it's it's just you know you get this mansion and you get this crown and this that's all great and praise god but do you know the greatest thing you'll get in heaven is god <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. and like I, yeah, and I think, like, you're right. Like, we do, it's not just about listening, it's speaking what we do speak. And I think, like, we have to get back to speaking well of God. And here's, I think this is a problem. I don't know if you'll have uh, something to say about this, but I think we have a lot of Christians that are not convinced, that are trying to convince others to join in on something that they're not convinced about. You know what I'm saying? And so if, if, you're, if you're not enjoying Christ why are you inviting people to this Christianity? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if God is not the most beautiful thing to you, why in the world are you going? And that's probably why maybe we don't even preach the gospel or we try to, like, engage. But this is the thing. Like like you said, like, why would we reject good news? Like, why? Like, why would we reject something that would be so good for us? And so I think we have to, like, reevaluate why we're Christians and what we understand about Christians. I was reading this... um desiring god article that piper put out and he was saying 
you know, the kind of friends that you need around you are those that make God look good. And uh, it made it, it made me think like when I when I come to a friend and I talk about how hard it is to follow God, do I have friends that repeat what I just, like? Yeah, you're right, man. It's tough. Just toughen it out, bro. And or do I have people like I get it? But listen, there's joy on the other side. Listen, I, I understand, but you know that God is more glorious than whatever you're trying to pursue right now. Like, do we have people in our lives that preach a big God? You know, do we have people in our lives that speak and communicate such a wonder and a majestic God? Or do we have people that don't really see that, that are really following God because their parents told them so or because they are afraid of hell? You know what I mean? And so, I don't know, what, what do you have to say about that? I know you, like, are the one who sparked this thought, but you're right it, in one sense that we definitely, like, we have to watch what we say because what we say is what really will lure people into and I also understand, you know, like, you know, it's the Holy Spirit's job. It's the Holy Spirit's uh, responsibility to illuminate people's eyes and, and hearts to the glory of God. But what are we presenting? What are, What is the Holy Spirit working with? Yeah, so um, I, I want to just right off the bat say, you know, for anyone that's listening, we're, again, we're not saying you shouldn't speak, but we're not saying you shouldn't speak, but we're saying... When, when you're slow to speak, yeah. the, the words that you're saying have wisdom back into them. Or, like, there, there's wisdom behind them. But um, to, to go back to your question, man, um, uh, what, what happens, what ends up happening is um, we lose power, man. I think that's what happens in a conversation is we start getting into a, a power struggle. Yeah. We get into a power struggle. Because um, we're again, we're quick to voice our opinion. Yeah. And um, I think to go back to like, for example, let's let's just let's just be honest with ourselves. Like, if I, uh, if I was to go outside right now, well, I, I actually forget going outside. I'm I'll go to like Castro Valley, where there's just like a presence of like people that are not in agreement with what I believe. And so if I were to go up to them and and ask them one question, and if I was to say, what do you think of Christians? Mm. Right? And they come back with, you know, everything they have. Let's say they say something negative, right? Which they probably will. Like, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, You know, Scripture says that they will know us by our love. Mm. And, And so... That's, that's so good. I, that's always what dawns on me is if I was to go around and ask every person how they feel about a Christian, if they're not being grateful or thankful for our existence, come on, right? Yeah. Then we've been we've been false advertising. Wow! Come on, man. That's so good. Not itself, and so um, that's my thing is like, are we gonna get to that day and age where people are? literally going crazy and frantic because they there's a Christian at their job. Mm. There's a Christian at their school. Yeah. Right? That they're so grateful for because they pray for them, they give them hope, they give them love, right? Yeah. And, and, and what has come, like, it's come down to Christians not getting that reputation of, oh, like, we love these people. Like, we love, we want them here, right? Yeah. I don't see people saying that, That's and so it good. scares me yeah. because um, 
people always like, I don't know if you've noticed, but people always like promoting good advertising, yeah. like good products. Yeah. For example, um, the other day, man, I walked into Pakistan. Okay. And I'm like, dude, everybody's like buying this champion stuff. I'm like, my, <laughs> my dad has some stuff. <laughs> Why is it like the new trend now? Like, to make stuff? like, I'm, like I'm like, I was like confused, man. Yeah. Like, um, but everyone's trying to like for Black Friday. Everybody's trying to like uh, buy all the champion um, wear, and, and and it kind of dawned on me how um, culture's so good at doing this, man. Come um, on, if they believe in a product, come on, right? Okay, they, the they they don't fail in the advertising. Wow. Okay. Wow. Right. Wow. And then, and my question, and Come on, man. back to what you were saying, if we believe in Christ, right? Yeah. Um, then our advertising yeah. shouldn't be anything negative. Does that make sense? That's so like, good, we bro. We want people to, to be, like, to be promoting the same lifestyle. And, and what we've done is, I don't, yeah, like you said, man, I don't really think we believe in Christ. Yeah, yeah. As if we truly believe in in and who he is then our, our advertisement of him of our promotion of Come him will be like it'll be crazy where, where yeah. it's just trending and people are just like talking mm. about Jesus and, and you ask them like hey isn't that stuff outdated and they come <laughs> at you with oh no it's the new thing now it's the way that's the new that's the phrase they like using now it's the way and and <laughs> And, yeah. and that's the thing, man. Can we make Jesus the wave again? Like, hey. I'm looking at the champion product, yeah. and I'm saying, yo, this stuff is outdated. Why are people fighting over it at Black Friday? I'm like, it makes no sense. Yeah, bro, you know what's actually Black crazy? Yeah. What's actually crazy is, like, we're moving. I don't know if, you know, people are picking up on this shift in the culture, but spirituality is in. Not Christianity, but, like, religion. Yeah. And, you know, like you see yeah. people like Charlemagne the God posting yeah. clips of Stephen Furtick and T.D. Jakes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You see you see Snoop Dogg having conversations with Kirk Franklin. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you see like everybody like this is the way like Chance the Rapper coming out, yeah. basically putting out a gospel album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you see like Snoop Dogg also put out a gospel album. But you see people wrestling with purpose and faith. You see Kendrick Lamar talking about uh, the you know what he believes in in his wrestle in his wrestling with, with God and all that stuff. And so my like the culture is shift. At least our culture, hip hop culture and Abisha culture, right? Uh, but like my whole thing is like. Why isn't there been a push for like why isn't Christianity standing out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why? It, like it's one thing if we're like okay, like it's a totally godless culture and we got to start from scratch. But like in an era right now where people are looking for it, why are we quiet? <laughs> you know, like that. That's that's my question. And I think at least back our fear of culture man. Yeah. <laughs> like I think it comes right back to that where we're like, oh my goodness. Like like um I think Christians are really scared of this. Um they're really scared of of Christ yeah. being misrepresented. Yeah. Right. And and, and they're so in fear of that they're, they're willing to kind of like ignore anything outside of Christ. Yeah. Right? And what that's really doing to us is 
it's literally just isolating us because yeah. um, I think I think there's a reason why God places a certain generation for yeah. a certain time. Yeah. And yeah. So that the gospel is preached in that in the right manner. And so Yeah. Um, that's all good, man. That's what it comes I think it's just the fear, man. I think it's us being scared that like secular things will, will come into the church when in fact that's what should happen. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like the secular needs the church. And if we're solid with our, our beliefs and if we believe in that, um, and, and what we preach, then and it doesn't matter what outsider, what background comes in, we won't be moved. But yeah, but why are we in fear? I think that's it. Like we don't really trust this gospel. Yeah. So we're in fear that it will go in shambles and it would break off and be this thing that you know that discontinued this new generation so that's what i that's what i see that's so good man that's so good man yeah. we we could talk about this for hours but we got to wrap this up um yeah. <laughs> any any last thoughts that you have or any last things that you want to share before we we wrap this episode up yeah um i just like to say one thing i don't want to challenge um a current generation man i, I want to challenge uh and I, and I talked about it a little bit um, at, towards the end of this segment. Um, it's, it's about loving, and, um, and I say this because um, they will know us mm. by our love. I think that has to stand out in, in the way we engage with people, man. Um, and the more we love, the more we listen. Come on, so good. The more we love self, the more we love self, the more we want to defend opinion. Yeah. And 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 love is dying to self. Yeah. And and when we begin to die to self, is when people become freer. People will begin to understand the life in Christ, and I think that's what Christ had to had to do too. He had to die, right? He had to die to. Mm. Like he had to die before he could free us, and, and I just wanted to challenge our generation to, to not be in fear of the culture, but but engage with it, and not just engage with it, but but would be willing to listen to opinions and beliefs that are different, um, and 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 to speak life and hope in people's life. I think that that's, yeah. that's what is missing in our culture today. So. That's what I'm, I'm kind of challenging myself to do as well. That's so good, man. Yeah, and sometimes what that looks like is uh, listening to a Meek Mill album. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, my, that's what it's like. I did not have to read a verse that day, man. It was an album, man. It was yeah. one little song that did it for me. It yeah. really challenged my faith. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And we're not by any means condoning everything he's saying, nor do we agree with. We're just saying there's some things he's saying that I think Christians need to listen to. And so, thank you, thank you for kind uh, of emphasizing that, man. Yeah, <laughs> we got to, bro. This is the day and age we live in. <laughs> and so, yeah, and yeah, I I thank you, Moni, for joining us. It was a good. I'm excited about putting this one out, and I think uh, this conversation is really going to do some good for our, our culture and our context for sure. So, yeah. good. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, for sure, man. We'll talk to you soon.
All right. Take care. Bye. All right. See ya. Well, there you guys have it. Shaping the culture. And, uh, man, there's a lot to chew on. There's a lot to work through. Um, again, please don't work this episode out alone. And again, one episode will not uh, answer every question. So please reach out to me, uh, reach out to whoever, um, have, have honest dialogue with friends, have honest dialogue with people around you, your pastors, your friends, um, and, and see what you guys come up, see what comes to mind. And, uh, I, I just, I, the, the heart behind all of this is we just, me and Moni wanted to challenge, um, our fellow believers and brothers and sisters in the faith Hey, like, are we, are we really engaging culture? You know, are we really sitting and listening to what's going on? What are their needs? Uh, Moni says something so profound. He said, uh, what it looks like to engage is to love. And uh, that's so, so real because, you know, the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself, right? Are we, are we loving the people around us that believe what we believe and we don't, that don't believe what we believe, uh, the way we love ourselves? And when you think about the way we love ourselves, my goodness, we wake up in the morning thinking about ourselves. <laughs> That's the first thing. What do I want to wear? What do I want to eat? What do I do? I get Starbucks, like all, you know, like we, we're constantly thinking about how to serve ourselves. And so um, if we had that attitude towards those that don't believe what we believed or those that are outside our context, I think like Moni said, I think this love that we have will draw folks near. And yo, we have the best news of the gospel literally means good news. And so I encourage every listener out there to just um, wrestle through this. And uh, again, reach out to me if you have any questions. And uh, until next time, family, peace and love.